Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some supermen. And superwomen. And green... CGI. CGI lantern fellas. Don't make it green. Don't make it animated. They did it. They did both those things. Both of those things. Ryan Reynolds is back, baby. Wow. How? How? Uh, How? Why is he back? I blame Siri and Alexa. Just listening in? Yep. And UB2, of course. Mo- mostly UB2. is the big enemy here. Yeah. I don't understand. That was literally the one movie you could have picked that would freak us out. Yeah. And it did it. It's the literal ghost in the machine. It's 2011's Green Lantern, directed by Martin Campbell. Yeah. Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell. Why? Why again? Most known, at least in my world, he directed The Legend of Zorro, which is- Sure. It's there. It's not the good one, but it's a it's a it, movie. It's a movie. He rebooted the James Bond franchise twice with GoldenEye, which he crushed it. And they did it again with Casino Royale. That's more than once. It's almost three three times. Almost. Maybe he will do it three times after the Daniel Craig era is over. Yeah, who knows? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Right now we're in the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're there, though. We're there. So, thanks, UB2. So, again, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, whatever. He's here. He's- Sure. He's Ryan Reynolds. He's- Again. The same Ryan Reynolds as last week, but just a few years earlier. A few years and then a few years after waiting, because it's the same Ryan Reynolds then too. Right, so. right. This isn't just friends, Ryan Reynolds. This is this is right. waiting, Ryan Reynolds. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Interesting name popped up though. Who wrote this movie? Oh yeah? Greg Berlanti. He was originally attached to direct. He was. And that didn't happen. Nope. That's a weird choice because of the fame that he now has with the DC television universe. Right. That he is fully behind. He's the Feige of the DC television universe. Yeah. This guy has Arrow, he has The Flash, he has Supergirl. The Legends of Tomorrow. A ton of other things. He's behind it all. Yeah. He and still no Green bit. Lantern on that show. Strange, Or huh? any of the shows. Very strange how that worked out. Hmm. I just found that interesting how, again, you, they keep it in the family. Yeah. It seems like both sides do it. Definitely. I'm not going to bury the lead here. This movie, uh, I'll get it out of the way right away for you. Okay. Just so you can guess it. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100%. Go. It's low. Yes. 40. No. 30? No. 20. In there. It's in the 20s? 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Technically, it was closer to 30, but yeah. Might as well ask, our top six, seven superheroes on Rotten Tomatoes, on that list, where does he fall? Is he last? He's not on the list. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) take that for what it's worth. (laughs) I wanted him to be last. No. No. Last is actually a movie that we've talked about. We can't wait for, because it is a standalone that UB two could pick one day. Oh, it's Mystery Men. I'll just yeah. tell you what it is. It's Mystery Men. Nice. It's very exciting. Could happen at any moment. It could, but it didn't this time at least. Not this time. Just want to get into it. Let's just get into it. So this movie starts out with a not as sucky DC logo. Yeah, it's very fast. It starts out actually like. with a green glowing WB logo. Of course it does, because. Green Lantern and Green. Green. It's and the green color. And green. 
Right. The only thing green this movie didn't have was the money from the box office. Zing. Hey yo. Hey yo. Got him. <laughs> we get voiceover. We do. We get. We get a voiceover. We get like a British Tobes Magobes. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Starts explaining the, the, I guess the emerald energy of willpower. Is. Right. The strongest force in the universe, divided amongst twenty six hundred sectors. Right. Sure. It's exposition just shot into your face. Yeah. It's like drinking out of a fire hose right away. They don't even give you a, a warning. They're just like, hey. This is our story. Here's information you're going to forget in the next five minutes. That is correct. But don't worry. We'll we'll probably rehash it later. We will. Fact. <laughs> we see the planet Oa. We do. Oa. Literally spelled O-A. That is a lazy name. That's not trying. Or it's trying very hard. And yeah. Yeah. It's Maybe. kind. Of, it's a cool name. It's not a bad name. No, it's an. It's just. It's two letter. It's a, that's weird. Right. Well, if it's as old as it claims to be, then that makes sense. Billions yeah. of years. It's just like, hey, why try so hard? We can just use two letters. Nobody's done that. Yeah, but Mister Voiceover Man just tells us that a ring was sent to a ton of sectors, and to receive the ring, you had to live without fear. Right. So Be fearless. Daredevil to become could, a lantern. Daredevil's pretty much wearing the ring of Hell's Kitchen. That sector. I hate that. Might be a better movie. Interesting movie. They got the same eyes eventually. That's true. The Daredevil and the Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> it's all milky cataracty. Gross. I'm not ready for that crossover. I don't think anyone is. Basically, the whole voiceover just leads up to us hearing about the Green Lantern and Parallax. Parallax. Parallax, I, I guess, is our villain. That's a kind of scrolling on a website where the, the background images move separate from the independent of the... It makes it look 3D. Is that what it's called? A Parallax? Parallax scrolling, yeah. Okay, well. That's a fun fact that has nothing to do with this movie at all. These website developers who wrote this movie clearly thought, ha, ha, ha. Well, not back in 2011, they weren't doing Parallax. No? It's a new thing? Relatively. Okay. From here we go to Planet Riot. Riot? Riot? It's like a Mortal Kombat situation where I don't know how to pronounce that either. So Ryu or Ryu? Well, that's Street Fighter. That's what I meant. I've heard it both ways. Ryu, Ryu. Nobody knows what's right. Either Nobody way, knows. Planet Riot. Riot? <laughs> in the Lost Sector, there's these alien guys just kind of walking about. Yeah, they're exploring the, the Lost Sector. Yeah, and then the ground just gives out and they fall down. And they and fall. They find, a, they find a parallax and in there. Yep, there's a... Just in this green... Uh, big old head. Stuff. In a giant green crest, crystal. Yeah, he's jailed. He's, yeah. Captured. But he he's very attentive. As soon as they fall, he opens his eyes and he goes, I'm going to eat you, your Pretty soul. Much. He, just, he just sucks that soul right he out just, of these three guys. He, he and throws then... out that yellow beam of, gotcha. Yep. And, uh... Tractor beam of souls. He he kind of separates their skeleton in a weird CG skeleton pull, but then leaves right. just the skeleton. Yeah. It's very I feel confusing. it's strange because it's like, all right, he was only three souls away from uh, breaking I out. I thought that was funny, too. That doesn't seem like, like a lot. Like that's all For this needed. giant being, just three souls. Three away. Just three. 26% Maybe. Rotten Tomatoes. Just three souls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's been slowly capturing souls of lost explorers over the years, and these were just the three that broke the lantern's back. I guess that's it. You you cracked the code. That's uh good job, Brian Berlanti. Over only here. <laughs> thing I can think of. Or one of the three MGs. Yeah. So either way, Parallax is a free man. Free man? Free alien man? I don't know. The three MGs, by the way, are Michael Green, Mark Guggenheim, and Michael Goldberg. Goldenberg. What's, what are they? They're the other three writers in the movie. Well, all right. They're all MG. It's weird. That is strange. Anyway. I believe we watched two different cuts because you don't have anything that's about to come up. I wouldn't know. Fair. <laughs> Brian watched the theatrical cut, and I watched the extended cut. 
because I, communication. I had the option of both too. And you just chose not to. I just assumed. Anyway, whatever. I'll. It's story time. Story I'll time. I'll tell you what happened. Oh, I can't wait. So we go to 1993. <gasps> That's a year. It uh, sure is. And there's a kid just laying in bed. Okay. Is he listening to Cheryl Crow? He's not. Alanis Morissette? No. Any music? No, actually. Unrealistic. No. Okay. He sneaks downstairs and he hears his parents fighting very quickly. And the mom, we don't know what they're fighting about. But the dad looks over the mom's shoulder, sees him. And he goes back upstairs. The kid's faking sleep. The dad comes up and he Hold says- Hold on. Yeah. He's got a mom? Got a mom. This is a different movie already for me. Correct. <laughs> it's important information. That's why. He's got a mom later, too. But that's, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sooner than we think. Doesn't matter. Uh, it goes upstairs. The dad comes back upstairs to flicks on the light, because that's what you do when a kid is asleep. You flick on the light. to yeah. wake. Doesn't, again. He knows he's awake. Again. And he says, oh, yeah, your mom's always scared bef- the night before a test flight. And the kid is, it's Hal Jordan. It's, it's child Hal Jordan. Yeah, it's little Reynolds. Little Ryan Reynolds. And he's like, okay, test flight, got it. He goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, and you see just a couple jets flying outside. So, yeah. not his father, just jets. Just, just dad, other jets. Dad's still on the ground. He's off on the way to work. Yeah, just wakes up to jets. I don't know. He runs downstairs. His mom says, you're late for school, but his other siblings are sitting around the table. That's no form when I have to do this part alone. His other siblings are sitting around the table, and they're not late. So, I don't know what the age is here. Grabs his lunch, runs out the door, late for the bus. We see the bus pulling away again. It's like a Peter Parker situation here where he's having to chase the bus. Are his siblings both younger? I couldn't tell. I thought one was older and one was younger. Couldn't tell. It's weird that he's the only one that's late. Yes. This is a weird movie trope of people being late for the bus and they have to catch it. Yeah. Because we saw it in Spider-Man. I think you see it in Tommy Boy. I think Do so. Do you? That sounds right. Superhero movie? Saves a town. Hmm. Chew on that? Is he super? You be too. Add it. I think he just said error. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go to school. Does he starts running, does not run to the school. He just runs right to whatever this Air Force base is. Okay. Instead, runs right past the guard. The guard just kind of waves. Yeah. It's being a bad, bad government just, guard. Just a bad of guard. Sorts. Goes to his dad. His dad is just like, aren't you supposed to be in school? And then that conversation's dead. He yeah. doesn't go anywhere. Immediately just where hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be okay. Well, I'm gonna go do this thing. It's true. Then we meet Mr. Ferris. He's oh. talking to the the dad. The dad man. The dad man. Martin the dad Jordan. man. What? Martin Jordan. Sure. <laughs> so the dad man ends up wingmanning his own son and says, hey, why don't you go up into Mr. Ferris's office and watch uh, the test flight with Carol? With Carol. Who's up there. So good on you, dad, even though it's like 12 and it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. They go up there and they start talking. Up there, they also meet a young man named Hector. Oh, Hector. And he doesn't want to watch this test flight. He's kind of awkward. Whatever it is. That makes sense. Hal tells Carol, hey, let's go watch it on the field because we're apparently free to roam anywhere we want in this this like, government yeah. base type facility. It's 1993. Nobody cares. That's true, actually. That's very true. There's no regulation. Yeah. Oh, before <laughs> this even. I forgot about this. This was actually strange because John Favreau stepped in to direct this scene. Oh, neat. Of Before he wingmans him off, he gives him his leather jacket off his back. Oh. Because, you know. That might come back. That's what you do. He's a little kid in a big coat. Little kid in a... You know what? I was wondering why he had such a large coat. Yeah. Randomly. There you go. They're down on the field watching the test flight. The plane takes off. Martin Jordan puts his thumb up the second he's in the air, and then shit goes awry. Just the Naturally. engine explodes. And then the, it takes forever for that plane to go down because he's trying to gain control of it from like 20 feet off the ground. Yeah. Crashes through some shit. Doesn't matter. Hal starts chasing after this plane that's well, going yeah, down. Well, yeah, his dad As you there. do. Right. Plane crashes. Dad pops off pops the ejector up, thing. Looks over at his kid. Boom. Boom. Brian didn't see this, and he knew exactly what happened. Oh, because I saw it later in the movie. That's right. I forgot it comes back. Yeah, yeah that happened. And then uh, whoever directed this part of the movie 
it's actually it's Mark Stephen Johnson stepping in because this is directly out of Daredevil. The coat is in the foreground on the ground after he threw it off his shoulder for some reason. You see in the middle ground, uh, Hal Jordan stand there staring at the fiery explosion deep in the background. It's kind of like the the robe and Daredevil and all that stuff oh. from the dead dad. We got a dead dad, by the way. We got a dead dad. You got, got it way earlier than I did. Yeah. This was 11 minutes, 20 seconds in. Oh, not that much. Mine came in at 14, 17. No, so. I'm aware of that. I'm aware <laughs> of that as well. Are we back? Present day? You have six months later. I have present day. It's all the same, right? Yeah. Six months later. Great. That aside's over. I'm very, it feels like Deadpool right now. We caught up to ourselves. Oh, we made it. We made it back to where we were. <laughs> we see an alien ship thing. Yeah. It kind of looks like somebody duct taped two Jaeger bottles together. Yeah. And then threw some like erector pieces yeah, in was, there as well. It's uh, it's an interesting looking spaceship. Yeah, so it's built by college kids and the kids from the Sandlot. Can't the peop- can't the Green Lanterns fly? Yes. Why has it got this big old ship? I don't know. That's a wonderful question. <laughs> What's this guy doing? So we have these aliens with these super emotion-based tech that still have really shitty holograms. Yes. Because he's going to talk to uh, Sinestro. Played by our dear friend. Oh, isn't he great? It's Mark Strong. Mark Strong. He's back, baby. He's From back, Kick-Ass. Baby. And now he's a purple boy. Now he's a purple boy. He's a purple with boy. With a hairline, for sure. Oh, with a hairline. Yes. A long-eated head and a- Porn star mustache. And poor star mustache. <laughs> a very prominent widow's peak. That's putting it very lightly. <laughs> what do they even talk about? Basically, Sinestro's running into some issues with the planet that he was going to check out. And, yeah. And they were like, what about the evacuation? He's like, ah, oh, it's no longer necessary. Somebody's wiping out some aliens. Right. Sinestro goes away. Cue parallax. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? That's, rings, that's when you do it. I said, uh, rings phoning. <laughs> because his ring starts going. Yep. Bzzit, bzzit. Yep. Danger, danger, Abinsur. Is that his name? Abinsur, yeah. There you go. You got it. Look at me go. Another purple boy. Another purple boy. <laughs> Parallax attacks. So he's flying throughout his own ship now. Yeah. Even though he can fly in space. I didn't put that together. yellow Good cloud you. dude is chasing yeah. him around the ship. Yeah, and he gets to another ship, another pod of sorts. Yeah, he gets and a, he, he flies in his ship to a little ship. Yeah. So he can fly away, away from, from the exploding ship. ship. Yeah. Yes. And he, he sends an SOS to whoever. Yeah. I'm assuming it's an Estro. I really don't know. That would make the most sense. And he says, I'm badly wounded, heading to the nearest inhabited planet for the selection process. Tell the Guardians it's Parallax. It's Parallax. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the Guardians must know who Parallax is. They must. So we head to Earth. Welcome to Earth. That is not the first Independence Day reference that, I'm, that is going to be heard here. Because there's one much later on. Well done. But we're we're in Coast City? Are we? Apparently. I don't know. Are they we? Never, they never say it out loud, but it's on signs all throughout the movie. I didn't even notice the signs. Coast City. And I even tried to figure it out at the end of the movie. Like, where are we? We're in Coast City. Okay. Because, well, because it's yeah. DC, and only one woman gets to live in a real place. That's true. That's a very good point. So we get Ryan Reynolds. We definitely he's get like, Ryan Reynolds. He's getting real cuddly with some girl who turns out to be a one-night stand, I'm assuming. Hey. If you're Ryan Reynolds. Is- I mean, if you're Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, but he's late. He is late. He's late for something. We don't know what, but nope. he's late. Nope. And then so, it doesn't he- take long for him to have a quip. Nope. Right away. Right away. Make yourself at home. There's water in the tap. There's water in the tap. Damn it, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you charming Can you just son not be bitch. you for a second? No. You're right. No, it can't not be him. This is the most him. For Have you, have you seen it's Deadpool? It's the most and the least. <laughs> it's the most in the league. Well, this is the this is a movie that got him his love of his life here. You know what? There's something to be said about being in terrible comic book movies and meeting the love of your life. Not wrong. 
kids, <laughs> if you want to go out and meet the love of your life, just sign up for some really half-assed superhero movie. Which other ones you got? Mostly just Daredevil. That's very fair. But And Star Kid, because she totally fucked the student. Yeah, but I'm not talking about characters. I'm talking That's about not the love. actors. That's not love. That's You're not right. Love. That is just oh. So anyway, Hal Jordan's got a sweet Dodge muscle car. It's orange. <laughs> it's very orange. And it's orange. Somehow not green for this movie. Go Somehow. Figure. Yeah. And he's driving pretty recklessly because he's late. And he's also and wrapping he's something. Wrapping a present. Something in his lap in, in newspaper, newspaper. And he's just taping he's just it together. Wrapping around it with scotch tape. Just yeah. And then he almost causes a, a couple accidents. And in he there. calls the other guy an asshole. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it, it really gives you an idea of who this character is. Yeah, and then he gets to. It turns out he's going to the Ferris base Ferris as well. So I guess he works there now facility. too. Yeah. Oh, two. Uh, he's the only person I know who works there. Nope, because Carol works there too. Oh, I'm just meeting Carol. Yes, you are. <laughs> Carol gets really upset with Hal because she's like, "Oh, you need to take this seriously. Where were you?" There's clearly a history between these two, obviously. They knew each other as kids, but- I don't even know that. There's I just know that, something that they, have a, they have a past. They have a past. They have some some sort of history. She is none too pleased with him. No, and Ryan Reynolds is just Ryan Reynoldsing all over the screen. All over the screen. He's dropping some innuendo. They're He's, not innuendos when, you, when she says that it's time to go. He says, don't worry, I'm going to make you look good up there. Now let's take these pants off and go fly some planes. Turns out he actually just needs to take his pants off. Yeah, into his jumpsuit. He, he's so, literally just changing. Yep. No innuendo. Well, I was talking more about when she says disappointing women all over, and he says, we both know that's not true. That's innuendo. Thank you. <laughs> that's 100%. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they go through some tests where uh, these unmanned planes The are, sabers. Yeah, they're either- It's a dogfight. It's a dogfight, They're fight, chasing yeah. each other at different points, they're whatever it is. They're trying to show off yeah. the aerial prowess of these unmanned aircraft. Right. Hal's going to use Carol as a decoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he breaks the rules of engagement. Yeah. A little bit? Just a little bit. Use her as a decoy. She's out of the test now, and these two jet things are chasing him, and he just decides to fly straight up and stall him out, because he knows it's going to stall he knows the it's gonna, yeah. machines out as well. Right. I really like this whole dogfight scene. It's okay. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Even if the CGI isn't so great. It's pretty terrible, but I feel <laughs> like you do get to kind of see it's who no Hal is. Tongue. It's not Toad's tongue. Yeah. You see the characters for the first time. You see him in his element. Right. Where he's comfortable. And then he's not. And then all of a sudden he's not. Yeah, he come, starts coming crashing down to Earth. and First he yeah. takes out the two drones. Yes, as he's falling. He, he nails As none that. of his systems work, and he's Tom, able to shoot these two drones. Tom, who's his, who's his guy on the inside, yeah. I guess, is like, way to go, Hal. I mean, uh, oh, way to go, Hal. Yep. <laughs> That's... uh. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Taika Waikiki, isn't it? Or something Taika, like that? Wa- Taika Watiki. He's the- Taika Watiti. That's The it. director yeah. of Thor Ragnarok. Sure is. He's a fun guy. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. Yes, he is. I like him in this role. He's very good in this role the for not doing five minutes lot. he's in the movie, yeah. Right. <laughs> so as Hal is falling, he's starting to have a little bit of a flashback. Something kind of like a panic attack almost. Yeah, and it's the whole entire scene that I described from the extended <laughs> cut- yeah. And this is minutes earlier yeah, that this happened. We see it just, again. So if you saw the extended cut like me, you just watched the same scene twice for reasons. But for those of you who watched the theatrical cut- You're just confused. You're completely confused. It actually kind of made sense. Like, okay, he sees a picture of his dad on his dash. You're having like a Jacob's Ladder type thing going on here? He flashes or, back yeah. to being at the airfield and his dad crashes. 
It blows up. Yeah. You didn't get that whole relationship. Oh, though. no. I didn't get any of the relationship. I just got his dad And you especially dying. didn't get Hector, which not I got flashback. I got no Hector. I got no Carol. Yeah. All I got was dead dad. Yeah. 14 sometimes minutes. Sometimes what matters. Though. 17 seconds. Especially here. Hal kind of snaps it, uh, snaps back to reality and ejects out of his- Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes- Exactly. And he destroys an F-35. Yeah. During a training seminar, basically. Yeah. A training then, exercise. Yeah, then he has to go to, I guess it's some sort of debriefing, but it has his bosses there. I don't know if it's so much a debriefing as it's just a scolding. Yeah, he gets fired. Uh, what are you thinking? He gets fired slash he quit. He gets fired, he quits, but then Carol, who is his superior, it Right, turns she's out, the boss she says, lady. No, you're not fired. You're not, you don't get to quit. You're grounded pending a further investigation. Very adult move. She wants to That's know- good leadership. Why he messed up. Yeah. Because she's a concerned girl. Yes, she is. She's doing her job. And he's a reckless boy. And he's very good at what he does Yeah, as well. He's got the value. He was like, I'm sorry. It It was a dogfight. I thought the point was to win. Not wrong. She was like, you couldn't have waited until we weren't presenting this to the Air Force? Because they're trying to get their planes Also right. Also true. It's kind of a dick move on his part. In the theatrical cut, and I'm, I'm assuming both cuts, there's a lot of references here to when they were children. And this left me very confused. As it should. I actually wrote uh, lots of references to when they were children, almost like a scene is missing. There was a number of scenes. Well, no, because there's a lot of stuff we didn't see either in oh, okay. us extended cut folk. Yeah, well, you extended cut folk at least got to see them meeting as children. You're right. Oops. I didn't get that. While this is happening, there's a crashed alien man. Yeah, he got he got pretty badly hurt. Yeah. and uh, Pretty bad case of crashing an alien spaceship into water. Well, first, he got like shot by fear. He got a big old hole in his he shoulder. He does have, yeah, he's not doing but, too but well. But then he then he crashes, and that doesn't help his situation at all. No, no. But he's going to release a strange ball of a energy ball of from the ring that, he's had, that is his hand as he's crashed on Earth. And that ring is going to do its thing. Yeah, it's going to go hunt hunt him down, hunt someone down. Let's go. Whoever's worthy. Let's go find a, gotta go a choose. fearless boy. Right. Or girl. Were there girls? I believe in the comics there were, but I don't remember seeing any in the movie. I don't either. Which, I know uh, in the comics there were. Huh. Okay. I don't want to blame Martin Campbell. I don't either. But I might want to blame Greg. We're going to look into this. Put our investigative team on it. This is this is interesting. And our investigative team is, whoever wants to watch this again, just yeah, t- let luck. us know. Let us know. We yeah. don't. Go, go let us it. know. Actually, yeah. I have a list. Of our investigative team? Oh, no. Oh. Of a lot of the aliens who are in the movie. That's terrifying. There's a lot of aliens in this movie. Oh, there's so many, but these are all lantern folk. How would you know if there's a woman? This one says- Male and female? Pink skin alien female. So there's one. We got one. one. We did it. There's one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A lot of them don't list the gender, but that one specifically did, which makes me think only one. They went out of their way to make sure that they said it. Only one. So Hal Jordan's going to end up going to his family's house? He's got a busy day planned. Yeah, and there's a birthday party, I guess. I guess it's his his nephew Jason is having right. a, a birthday party. Right. Worst 11 birthday parties ever been to. As no, I keep saying. No dancing girls? None. Zero. Yeah. As they say. But ends up talking to his brother, question mark? Yeah, his and brother. And there's a, a mom. They're all very well, upset because they saw the news. Because the news is on the as news, he gets there. Which is amazing because this just happened. Literally just happened. They're already naming reporting him by it. name. Yeah, for, and they're like, yeah. and pilot Hal Jordan is just fine. And they're all like, oh, Freaking out about what are you it. trying to you trying to be just like him? Trying to die like him too? Yeah, of course. Referring to the father. Right. Great. I got that because I saw the flashback. Yes, you did. He's gonna go upstairs and start talking to Jason uh about how he doesn't live with fear, how it's his job not to feel fear. Right. And as he's going through all this, 
he gives Jason his present. It's a plane that was in his room when he was a child that we saw in the 1993 sequence. Oh. Yeah, I for- forgot about it because it doesn't wow, matter. That- but it seems like it matters a little more than it did to me. Nope, because this is as far as it goes. And he hangs it up, and that's the end of that plane. It's nothing. It, not only is that the end of that plane, but... Uh, it's the end of the family. Yeah. This is it. I actually wrote, surely this yeah. family will return at a later point in the movie. Yep. Nope. Nope. And as he's talking to his nephew, he gets hit in the chest with the green energy orb. It just goes into him, all willy-nilly. I don't remember that. Pretty important part, Brian. It's how he got the Green Lantern ability. I thought he got it. Well, it's how he was abducted. After Hal assures Jason that he's fine, he's walking out of the room, and he, he sends a little toy car flying off the track that's set up in the in the bedroom. And then he goes outside and gets abducted by a giant green ball of light. Yep. Simple as that. Yeah. That is a little important part, isn't it? Okay. Blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This green abduction orb takes him to the downed alien man. Abin Sir. And he sees the downed alien man. Giant purple guy. And he runs after him, goes to rescue him, and he gives him... Yeah, he rushes to a yeah. crashed aircraft to save a pilot, yeah. as you do. Yes. Only to find out he's purple. Yeah, that, that's confusing. <laughs> but he does rescue him, brings him to shore. What's your name? Hal Jordan. We know this. Whatever. I am Abin, sir. Have this ring. Great power, great responsibility, whatever. It's more or less what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Take that lantern. Get the hell out of here. Just go. Go say, call, say call your buddy. He calls Tom. Yeah. So it Turns little... out while Tom's coming, they buried the alien. Taika Watiki shows yeah. up. Just in time for the uh, the helicopters to start coming. Of course, because... Because a Jeep is faster than helicopters. That We all know that. It's in every Jeep commercial. It's in the bottom, small print. Oh, okay. This Jeep will outrun any helicopter. Correct. Oh, it will arrive to the crash site before the helicopter. As long as the crash site, you're fine. Yeah. Of course. Basically, Hal tells Tom everything that just happened and uh, reiterates the, the responsibility thing. And Tom says, maybe on their planet, responsibility just means asshole. I really like that a lot. That's one of my favorite lines. I'm a big fan of that line. It feels like it's like it fits the story, but it also feels like it's taking a shot. Yeah. Which makes me happy. Yeah. On the planet Oa, Sinestro is talking to the Guardians. Guardians are just guys who sit really, really high up. And have in a ridiculously circle. long robes. How stupid is that? It's pretty dumb. That's a that's but, bad production design, but I think it's comic accurate. I'm sure it comes right from the comics. <laughs> it sucks because it looks like these guys are just looking up as they talk to him. Yeah. Very frustrating to say. Sinestro's going to tell the Guardians that Abin Sir is dead. He goes through a long diatribe about yeah. the situation before ending with, oh, by the way, Abin Sir says it's parallax. Yeah, of And that's finally when they're like, oh. oh. He says he wants to take on parallax. He's going to put together a team, more or less. A team. It's basically the Guardians didn't care at first, and he says, hold my beer, or whatever. The, gar- the Guardians were like, maybe you shouldn't do that. You don't yeah. know what you're dealing with here, Sinestro. Yeah, he says, I'll prove our best days are not behind us. Ooh. And does he? He's a cocky boy. Yeah. Yes, he is. We get to meet a new character. We got a balding For mustache For you, it's a boy. new character. For me, it's... No, it's a new character because they don't explain who this guy is for a while. <laughs> that makes sense. Totally didn't realize it was the kid from earlier. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's like a 10-year difference between him and Ryan Reynolds and a 10-year difference between Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. So why should you assume that they were all kids at the same time? Correct. Because this guy's hairline is worse than Sinestro's. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a balding mustache boy who's trying to eat some noodles. Yeah, sure is. It's Dr. Hector Hammond. Yep. And he's being absconded to a secret government facility. Yes. So at this government facility, he sees Abin Sir just all dead in this glass case. He's a dead purple boy. Dead purple boy. And just an alien yep. body. This lab lady tells uh, Dr. Hammond 
that he gets to do the physiological tests on him. Dr. Amanda Waller. Didn't know she had a name. Of Suicide Squad fame. Nope, haven't seen it. Played by Angela Bassett. That's a big name. That's a big name. Should have known that one. Yeah. That's... She says that... Bad Dave. This is the first extraterrestrial that they've ever encountered. Does that mean there's no Superman in this universe? That's a interesting question. Maybe they're talking about just Purple Boys and not maybe Blue Boys cats. Or maybe they just don't know yeah. that Superman's around yet. He might be on. He might be in universe, but he hasn't that's revealed himself. But that's yeah. I found that to be yeah. Meanwhile, at Hal's apartment, Hal's gonna put on the ring and he's gonna just he's gonna basically attempt to try to open it. I guess I don't know. Try to un- unlock its powers or whatever. He What's... ends up getting the lantern, which. Took me too long to realize that thing was a lantern. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a lantern. Yeah, it is. As he's trying to activate it, he points at the lantern. And he remembers Abinser saying, "Wear the ring and speak the oath." He doesn't know what oath he's talking oh. about. Could be anything. Could Whatever. be anything. He tries to pledge allegiance to it. Yeah, he ends up just tapping it. Yeah, just tapping the ring on it, and it, it lights up, and his eyes turn all white, white like Ben Affleck. Yep. <laughs> they and all of a yep, sudden that acid hits his eyes. Now he's a daredevil. He's a daredevil. His senses are his, heightened. His senses are heightened. Mostly his sense of knowing the oath. Right, and he starts reciting the Green Lantern oath. While Hammond's doing his autopsy, he gets a little bit of yellow on his finger. Yep, that's, that's probably a bad thing. No, you don't want that, especially when you're knuckle deep in a alien chest. A purple alien. Yeah, you don't want to be pulling out yellow. Different colors, man. We've yeah. gone over this. If the colors change, be, yeah, we. It's if the colors bad. change. It's a bad, it's bad sign. So Carol shows up wanting to talk. Hal says, let's just go to the bar. They go to the bar. He apologizes to Carol. And yes. She says, you haven't been replaced by an alien or something. Wink! Ding! <laughs> they have history. He they missed, do. He missed her birthday, and the same night they flew together. They did the nasty. Yes. Yeah. But then comes softly to me by Fleetwood Mac comes on the radio. Hal's trying and, to get her to dance. And Hal's got to move. And he's just asking her to dance. Simple as that. And she is saying no. Five no, times. No. And it's almost it's, harmless but it's but at the same time yeah. it's a little bit like uh, Mark so Steven Johnson it's, it's sort of but it's an interesting relationship they have because he's asking her to dance and he's actually being relatively charming about it yeah. just like it's just a dance whatever yeah. and she's saying no not in the sense that like no like right. a hard no right. it's of like a, a no, no of, I a, know where this leads it's an exasperated no yeah. it's a stop it stop you it. it stop you it stop it stop it she caves, they dance. They dance. Within the same song. They, yeah. She, he, he got her quick. Yeah. It's, oh boy, melting all around. He apologizes again, and she yeah. says, the contract's fine. I'm very good. And he says, no, I didn't mean about the plane. He's being a sweet boy, or he's trying to. He's trying to be a sweet boy. He's being mostly sweet boy. But what happens is she brings up the incident from earlier when he almost crashed. Right. She's and still trying to get to the bottom of it, because she is, I don't know, that's kind of conniving here, but it's still it professional. Is. But yeah, because I mean, they're in a social setting. She's but, worried about him. Yes. Which, hey, that's more to say than any of Peter Parker's friends ever did. That's true. That's true. She worried. But he got very upset. And he leaves. And he leaves. Outside the bar. There's some dudes. There's some dudes. Some unhappy dudes. Who got fired because. They, they lost their jobs yeah, because. Hal went rogue. Because he tried to pull some maverick shit. Yep. They're going to beat him up. They're going to do an, an old beat him up on him. And then he's going to say. Hey, my face is just getting warmed up, and he, he throws a punch, and it's a big green punch. It's a big green punch. And they go flying. Yeah. After they go flying, this green energy is going to engulf him, and he's going to start flying up into space. Yep, it triggers some happens. kind of fly this dude away right now mechanism. Yeah. So he's going to fly himself to Oa. Oa. Just, Oa, How far away yeah. is Oa? I don't know how long that flight takes. doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Time doesn't matter. I would well, assume it's yeah. somewhere centrally located 
amongst the sectors. It doesn't matter. Since Still all of them extraordinarily far away. Oh, yeah, I it's super far While this is happening, Dr. Hammond's tossing and turning in his sleep. Something's happening to that man. He's got yellow eyes. Yeah. By golly, yellow eyes. <laughs> it's always yellow eyes. It's always yellow eyes, Scott Farkas. On Oa, Ryan Reynolds is all floaty, and he's in his underwear. Yeah. Just laying there. They somehow knew enough about the human anatomy to, to strip him down. To everything but the underwear, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, Those tidy whities Yeah. He gets zapped sometimes. Sometimes. And then we get to see a dramatic reveal of the animated of green Of the animated suit. CGI green muscle fibery glowy suit. It's- What do you think of the suit? This is a, this is a big point of contention for this movie. What do you think of the suit? It's fine, but I think it would have been better if it was like a practical suit instead of all CGI. Okay. But I think it did a lot for the genre. I really like the suit. Really? Like a lot. A lot? Quite a bit. And there's one line in here where he's going to meet a fish man. Yeah. The fish man is- He's like part fish- Tomar Ray, yeah. Part fish, part board. Yep. And he gives him a big time exposition dump. Again. Oh, yeah. It's a- Again. And it's the same one from the- Yep. Opening scene of the movie. Yep. It's kind of a needed exposition dump at this point because now yeah, we because have a little bit of backstory. And, and we forgot everything that happened yeah, before. Yeah. Right. It's Jeffrey Rush, by the way. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. He's part bored. He decides that they're going to go fly with dramatic music because we know how that works that's out. That's something Hal can do. Um, I actually wrote something down here. Yeah. James not fucking Newton Howard. That's very fair. It's not that's good bad. music. I don't like whenever they emphasize a flying scene, Superman. Oh, yeah. I, really, I actually, I really wrote, don't care for I literally that. wrote, we're basically, can you read my minding right now? We're awfully close to that. Green is the color of will, the strongest energy source in the universe. Even your suit is comprised of this energy. One of the most important lines of this movie in my mind, because that's why I like this suit, is that suit when is... he's doing things, you see the suit as kind of living. If this were sure. like a, a like fabric or anything like that, it wouldn't have anywhere close to the same appeal or the same look. My issue with the suit is whenever he's actually not being super, whenever he's not doing anything. Of course. Later on, he's going to be sitting on a rooftop, and he's just sitting there, and it looks like a CGI suit. Yeah. And I don't think that the the face mask, that should have been practical. Absolutely. Well, I think what they should have done is and they used should have... a practical suit and then CGI'd over it like they did with Iron Man. They could have. Even with Iron Man, he went away. It's all mocap now, isn't it? Now it is. Yeah. Mostly because of this movie. Yeah. This movie but at was, the same time, I think it's kind of groundbreaking in the way it did the, the suit. It was, but I also think that the eyes really just ruined the suit. Yeah. Is when he goes to the, the white contacts and stuff like that. Yeah. It's odd. It is odd. Like I understand it's supposed to be for the comic. Right, but if, but, but even in the comic odd. even in the comic, it should have been more like Deadpool's eyes, where it's all white. I completely agree. But it's distracting the very, way it looked because very, it's one because of those he looks blind. He looks blind, but I also feel like it, it almost hits like an uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what really throws it off. Yeah. Sinestro is going to tell the core about Parallax. Very big core. And they, they don't understand him, but he wrecks worlds. So Yeah, we got to go after this. So man. we got to get him. Or this thing. And, and he says, we're going to get a team, and we're going to go get this guy. And he says this to 3,600 soldiers. Yep. 3,600 soldiers he says this to. We're going to get a team together. We're going like to go fight this them, bad guy. Something like that. It was It's 12. That's less than 15. It's, it's 12. And then they go, we are the core, which is kind of culty. But... Yeah. And he mentions Abin Sur's death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again. He does, he does bring that up. Seems to bring that up often. How's going to learn? He's going to learn about what he can do, what he can't he's do. He's going to learn he can make anything that yeah. he can imagine. He can construct whatever with just 
his will and his mind as long as imagination <laughs> imagination goes to imagination land which is oa yeah we mean kilowog kilowog he's a training he's, officer of he's sorts a big old pig boy with michael clark duncan's voice yeah how cool is that that was amazing yeah i like him a lot i do too and we get a montage of how learning to use his ring yeah he's gonna hold some boulders yep he's gonna chain himself to the floor while he gets pulled toward the sun because gravity is a bitch that's what Michael Clark Duncan said. Well, that's what Kilowog says. Gravity yeah. is a bitch. He says that his construction is only as strong as your will. Right. And your will is pathetic. Yeah. Sinestro's going to show up. He's going to tell Hal that humans more or less suck. Yeah, he's like- They're the worst. He's like, yeah, we don't have, have humans here because you guys are awful. Yep. You're not worthy to wear that ring. Then they fight with swords. Swords. That they constructed from the, the brains. Yeah. <laughs> Sinestro <laughs> kicks his ass. Hal makes a little, a little brain sword, and yeah. Sinestro goes, how human? And makes two. Yeah, of course. And then they fight. And then somewhere in there, there's a there's a chainsaw. There's a big old gun. There's Captain America walls. looking shield. Yeah, of sorts. Some brick walls. Doesn't matter. He gets his ass kicked. How gets oh, his yeah, ass he kicked? Gets, Sinestro he gets tells uh, wrecked. Sinestro tells Hal that Abin Sur was his mentor, and that's why he kind of cares. And he says, "You're not yeah, you don't worthy him. of wearing that ring." And Hal kind of agrees. He completely agrees. He's like, he quits. They made a mistake. Says, "I'm out of here." The ring never makes a mistake. Oh, this time it did. And Hal goes home. Goes home at his apartment. He takes off the ring. He's, well, you never actually see him take it off. He starts to take he it off. He starts to take it off. And then, then he, he looks into the closet, in the closet and he sees his dad's leather jacket. To me, this meant nothing. This, to me, meant that's Tony Stark's heart. Proof that he has one. Yeah. So for me, it's a little this more- This is proof that a Hal has a backstory. <laughs> that a little more light-handed in the theatrical. It's a, yeah, that's pretty fair. I feel like bad for you a little no bit. No reason for no, it. No, I feel bad for you. Because yeah. that's a big miss. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it was heavy-handed, yes, but I could see how someone could say, like, oh, that's actually kind of nice that right. he found his motivation to get back on that- Dear old dad. That green horse, Dead presumably. old dad. Dead old dad. <laughs> We're going to go to a school where Hector Hammond teaches biology. Yes. He's a teacher boy. Yep, and he's just saying all biology stuff. This is actually one of the most realistic, like, college classrooms I've seen. Oh, yeah. So this usually see, like, the grand lecture hall. Right. 900 kids. This one it's was, like, like that. 30. Yeah. Just really crammed into this room. Just bored out of their mind. Yep. While he's talking about, I don't know, mitochondria is the powerhouse. Of... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they, he knows that the kids are bored because he can hear them. He can all of a sudden hear people's thoughts. Yep. That is neat. And he ends up hearing one kid call him a freak, and he tosses Michael. Yep. Tosses his ass somewhere to the front of the room. He telekinesis him yep. right onto the floor and says, class is dismissed. Not in a mic drop way, either. No. This is a something's wrong with me Uh-oh, way. I gotta get out of here. Because he goes to his office and tests his own blood to see what's going on. And he's got some yellow blood he's tests? He's got some yellow bloods. That's not you want him to be you red. want. You want him to be red. And Generally. He's got some yellows. Red, white, not yellow. No. Yellow's bad. It is bad. And what's worse is when your dad sends you a text message saying, 3 p.m. my office, see you there. Yeah. And then your dad's Tim Robbins. I, and you're like 50 years old, and your dad's like, got to come to my office. Yeah. yeah. He's not 50. He's like probably in his 30s, I would say. I mean, he's, yeah, he's supposed he to be. He looks terrible. He looks awful. <laughs> but yeah, By the way, Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, yeah. Peter Sarsgaard. Should say yeah. that. Peter Sarsgaard. He's crushing it. He doesn't movie. look anything like himself in this role. No. It's amazing. No, and he only looks less like himself later on. Yeah. It's amazing. It's very impressive. Tim Robbins, Senator Hammond. Yes. He's a senator. He is the one who pulled some strings to get Hector to go and investigate this alien. He got to do the autopsy because yeah, his dad is a senator. kind of upset about that, saying there's other people who- Yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, man, that's nepotism. I ain't about that. 
But that's his dad right. is like, I want you to make something yourself. He doesn't say it, but he thinks yeah. it. You but look that like still shit, means kid. He hears it. Yeah. Because he thought it. Exactly. Do you want to know something I learned about Green Lanterns? What'd you learn? They f- flying V. They do. They fly they in fly V. They fly in V. All 13 of them. Yep. Of flying. the 3,600. We got to go yep. fight this unforeseen evil. Yeah. They just point their rings at it and fire and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They try to net him down and it does nothing. I know at least 12 of them. Do they get killed? Not all of them because Kilowog is one of them and Sinestro okay. is one of them. I know Sinestro is one. That's what I was And I believe Tomar Ray is one of them. Okay. It's good that three so of them three are of people them we know. make it, I think. Right, because it goes really badly. It goes very badly. It goes badly. very badly to the point that Sinestro looks and goes, oh boy. Oh. Bail. There, there, <laughs> there are some, uh, some new recipients of rings happening after that fight. There must be because Parallax goes, nom, 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 souls. Yep. And just takes all their souls. Those, which yep. means that they had fear. Yellow which skeleton. Is, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So- that's a very full parallax. Parallax. You got a good meal. Feeds on fear, and he he saw some. You even see it in Sinestro's face, and he's like, oh, let's get out of here. Yeah, Sinestro goes back to the Guardians and says, yeah, they got they got eaten. <laughs> Their souls eaten. They got got. Yeah. Turns out that, yeah, they're feasting on the fear. They finally told us what it was. Yeah, the Guardians, really the Guardians admit. They're like, all right, here's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> they break it all down for him. After we say on the suicide mission, yeah. we'll tell you what happened. All right. Well, now that you've you've survived, I guess we could tell you. Back in the day, we were exploring fear as an alternate power because it might be stronger than Will, but we're not sure. But then we decided, no, it's a bad idea. It's too unreliable. Yep. But there was one guardian, one asshole, who was like, I'm going to go try to use it anyway because I think they're wrong. But they were right. And he went crazy and turned into Parallax. Yep. A being of pure fear. That's exactly it. So Sinestro says, they got to fight fear of fear. Yeah. I mean, sure, it makes sense, but that's how they got in this mess in the first place, you dum-dum. Yep. But- he says, it's better than nothing. let's forge a yellow ring so yes. we can fight this parallax. Yeah, this feels a lot like a Lord of the Rings type scenario where sure. they forge the nine rings. A lot of rings, like this is- There's that many rings in that movie? There's a lot of I rings. thought there was one ring to rule them all. That's one ring to rule them all, but there were many rings forged elsewhere, and some were given to the dwarves and the elves and the men I don't like of it. the earth. I don't like it. And the men are the ones with the power, and they become the rings. That's there's why there's the invisible one, right? That's the, that's the that's one That's the ring. one. Oh. Well, yeah. that's, I don't like it. Very ring-heavy movie. Well, it should be, I guess, based on the name. You'd think? Let's go to a party. Lord of the Rings. Oh. Rings. With, a, with an S. Why would they? Plural. But it should be Lords of the... Lords of, of the Ring? Or the Rings. That it? sounds like a WWE event. It does. Lords <laughs> of the Ring. I'd watch that. On pay-per-view. Bonesaw is ready. Nice. That's a good callback. Let's go to a party. We're going to go to a party. At first, I had no idea what they were celebrating. I'm like, didn't they like? I lose? still don't know what they're celebrating. Like, did they lose I the contract? I still don't know what they're celebrating. I'll tell you what they're celebrating. Yeah. They got the contract. Despite everything going wrong, they won. Yeah, basically what happened was Hal showed them how it was broken. They fixed it, and the Air Force was like, cool, you fixed it. Here's the contract. Hal saved the day. Hal saved the day. And he says, I don't like to be called a hero, which is very Deadpool of him. Very. Hmm. It's actually very Iron Man of him. It is actually pretty Iron no Man. No one called him. me a superhero. They're similar personality types. They are. Hmm. They are. Quippy. Hmm. Very quippy. Oh, quippy. The thing that bothered me most about this scene was that the helicopter lands very, very dangerously close to everyone at this party. How there's just a ring of red yeah. literally feet away from the guests of this thing. And it just pops on down. It's like, and drops right. the well, sen- Senator Tim Robbins off. And Senator Tim Robbins, he's going he's gonna to praise Hal. Yeah, right in front, right in front of, of Hector. Hector. By the way, who know each other, but- 
Oh, it's yeah. It's been a while. This is where I found out they know each other. Yeah. We're this far into the movie, and I just yeah, that's found a out, problem. I wrote in all caps, oh, hey, Hal and Hector know each other. Yeah. It's not just a random Hector. It's not a random Hector. It's that Hector. Basically, Senator Hammond is like, Hal, you're so great. My son is trash. More or less. <laughs> but Hal is like, without the thinkers, we wouldn't have the planes, so. Good on you. He tries to stand up for Hector, which yep. is nice of him. Yeah. And then he's going to go flirt with Carol. Yep. He's going to go, obviously, because he's got to go find a Carol. Like how we like it's strange because he compliments her dress. Yeah, and it's not creepy. It's actually just him being. Yeah, so that's nice. Yeah, nice. He's being nice. It doesn't cross the line. I feel like. Yeah. Am I? I hope I'm not reading I think, it wrong. I think it might just be because Ryan Reynolds is so charming. It's possible, but I also think that he's downplaying the Ryan Reynolds aspect of it at this point. Maybe where he's not doing the well. I mean, the fast talking it's that he obvious, usually does. It's obvious that he has real emotion, real feelings for this yeah. girl. So maybe, maybe he's just he's playing it straight. He's definitely playing it straight, I mean, but yeah. it's not crossing the line. Right. This is where she reveals that they got the contract. Yeah. Neat. Hammond sees them being flirty and is upset because. He's in love with the yeah, girl. Yeah, so he decides obviously. to drink his martini that's still sitting on the table without picking it up. Just leans down and drinks it. Yeah. What the hell was that about? It was weird. It was very weird. What was that about? I don't know. Some, maybe it was just really full. I don't know. And the thing that bothered <laughs> me about it is, uh, I get that one. Uh, the thing that bothered me about it is the next scene he comes up to Carol holding the martini and nothing else. And I thought he was going to offer the martini because it was like drugged or something. Oh. And that's where my head went. Then he gets a yeah. glass of champagne for her hands at door and he starts drinking his weird martini again. Well, I, I like martini. that he just stole that champagne from somebody. Well, it's a baller move. It is a baller move. But this is this is Hector. Yeah, not a baller by no, any means. No, Hector is obviously in love with her, even though this is the first time I've ever seen them interact in this entire movie. Correct. Almost like something was missing. Yeah, he's he's uh, acting real awkward around her this whole time. Yeah, And his dad is going to make a speech. That's basically going to be Carol's great, Hal's great. That's everyone, I think. <laughs> After he he makes a speech about how Carol went and got the contract, yeah, it's like there's only th- two characters, and in the then movie, he's like, really? but, and Hal spitting spitting image of his father, and maybe I have a kid, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who gives a damn? <laughs> so Hector's a sad boy. He's a very sad boy. He's got daddy issues. Yeah. Daddy's going to take off in a helicopter. The helicopter that is now hovering mm. just over a crowd of people, but now he's at ten feet up. He's not just, hovering over people. Do you, you would feel all, all the that, winds. Oh, and my the, God. It's a good thing there weren't a lot of documents at this party because they'd be, be everywhere. everywhere. You'd be picking that stuff up today. Oh. The great document the tornado document of 2011. Tornado. Hector's not just a sad boy. He's a sad boy with yellow powers. Yeah. So he's going to telekinese the beer tap that's underneath the helicopter, launch it up into the helicopter rudder, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to break so the very helicopter. final destination. It's very final destination. <laughs> <laughs> But it gets the job done, or does it? Helicopter starts going down. Its front blades are chewing up the ground in front of it as it's going through a party. Somehow, no you casualties. See, you don't see any body parts. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And then we get uh we get Hal deciding he's gonna he's gonna be super. He's gonna lantern it up. He's gonna he's got you know what he's got to do. He's got to get to the chopper. Get that's, to the chopper! That's it. That's the accent you're going to go with for that line? Get to the chopper. Oh, boy. <laughs> you chose the right one, then. He's got a Green Lantern up, and he's going to make a little Hot Wheels track. Yeah, with just the helicopter like, and kind of safely... Just like when he was leaving Jason's room. there. I thought the Hot Wheels track was weird. It was... And it's because I missed the oh, Jason's okay. room little quick thing. So what was no, on his mind. That's nice. Yeah. That's real nice. He turned the helicopter into a into a car and put it on a Hot Wheels track and... 
There was a marquee that was falling on Carol, but he put a, like yeah, a, a green sure bubble this, around yeah, her. If this were a better movie, you can kind of relate that back to him wanting to do it for his nephew or something like that in terms right. of motivation. Right. But we're not there. I mean, if we're this, not in a better if movie, this were a better movie, <laughs> his nephew might have shown up at any other part of the movie. Right. That's correct. Hal flies away because he saved the day. He did it. Basically. He hands, he hands Carol back to her daddy, and then he, he leaves. So naturally, Hector's at home. Right. And on the TV is, of course, the thing that just that happened. just happened. That literally just happened, because yeah. that's what happens in this movie. Well, the news is very prompt. They're great. It's a very good news channel, whichever one it is. Kudos. You're doing <laughs> Always great. on the scene, instantly. Hammond's going to start transforming. He is. And he's also going to wreck his entire apartment. Yeah, as you do when you transform. But yeah, he's got he's got pretty bad headache. Throbbing, you might say. To the point that his skull can no longer contain his brain. Yeah, yeah, his whole head kind of expands. It's going to get big. It reminded me of uh, of uh, the guy in The Incredible Hulk. That guy. Where his brain got big. His brain got all big, too, because he got the Hulk juice in his brain. Big brain his boys. open wound. Big brain boys. That's, That's exactly uh... <laughs> So Tom was at the party, and he knows all this backstory of Hal's because he was the one who went and picked him up right. from, the, from the crash ship. right. So he shows up at his apartment, and he's like, all right, talk. I want to see it. I want I want to see all of it. He comes on in. He sits on the couch, and he says, all right, you ready? And then Ryan Reynolds does a quick pose. And nothing happens. Up, nothing happens. And he goes, I got to recharge it. Right. Puts his hand up to that uh, the lantern again, recharges it, does it again, and suit it up. Surely this will play yeah. into the movie later, the fact that the ring needs to be recharged, right? Nope. This should be <laughs> a heavy-handed scene. It should be, and it's not. And it's not. Which maybe makes me appreciate it a little more. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. As far as I can tell, there's real no, no real reason for it other than for Tom to say, here, let's get the girl, right? Oh, I better go see Carol right now. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's a... I'm trying to find the right words for it. It's kind of... It's setting up the fact that there is a weakness to this power, but then it never comes up again. I feel like you need to be earnest in order to harness the power, where you can't just do it because you just okay. want to show it off. Where you need to be in the mindset, you need to have the strong willpower, you need to feel heroic, you mm-hmm. need to not have the fear or anything like that. Here, he's trying to show off to Tom, I guess, and maybe he needs that recharge in order to say, like, get it over the top or something like that. Maybe that he needs the willpower from the lantern in order to suit up, but he's at the party the night before, he's able to do it because he's needed. He understands yeah. that he's needed. And now he's he's kind of grasping the role that he's been given, playing the hand he's been dealt, he understands he was chosen. Yeah. And that's going to come up later. That's yeah. very important. But I feel like he, maybe he couldn't just do it at will because there was no point. Maybe. Maybe it's a stretch. Maybe. <laughs> so go to Carol's balcony, I guess. Yep. He wants to check on Carol. He's using some sort of different voice just to make sure she's okay. Just doing my job. I love how she gets right up to him and goes, how? <laughs> that's amazing. It's uh, it's probably my favorite part of this movie. It's a hell of a reaction. Yeah. Blake Lively, I'm not going to call a good or bad actress. Okay. She's totally fine in this movie, in my mind. Just, yeah. She's not blowing me away, and I'm not going, man, sh- they should have put someone else in this She role. does a lot of laughing. Yeah. She's pretty good at it. Yeah. But she's yeah, an actress. She, she's she, doing she, just fine. But I, here, oh crushed it. I've seen you naked, and you don't think I'd recognize you because I can't see your cheekbones? Ad-libbed. I love that that line is ad-libbed. Amazing. Makes me so happy, because it's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, and I really like how he's not even fighting that it's him. Right. It's strange because you have he an identity to, just, just out. It's gone. He starts to, and then he's like, now you're right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> oh, what no, other movie just 
right away says like, yeah, I'm the superhero. Yeah. All willy-nilly like yeah. that. No secrets. No, we don't need to worry about that it's at all. It's really subverting the trope, which is something I didn't expect this movie to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I really like that. It's great. <laughs> so he goes all Aladdin, takes her to a rooftop to explain everything to her. Right. No fireworks, though, so not quite And this Aladdin. was the scene where the suit bothered me the most, because it doesn't have any of the energy flowing through it. It's just that it's just solid matte green, and it yeah. looks bad. Fake. It, the, the lighting on it is doesn't off help it. The lighting in this movie but... is actually pretty bad through and through, but this scene particularly was not good. Overall, I was kind of impressed with the look of the entire movie. Nah. Other than there's the There's some CG. things I really like, but there's some things that were very clearly green screened. Okay. Where the lighting didn't work because I think you had the CGI suit plus right. the green screen in the background. Right. It's and probably a lot of just, blue screen. Yeah, it didn't look like the lighting was able to pull the actor off of the green screen. Yeah. So it didn't work. You yeah. lost that that feel that you should have had. That's fair. But he tells her that he quit. That's what he does. That's his thing. He's like, you can't be surprised by that. Yeah, and she never likes hearing that. And she's like, same old Hal, basically. Yeah. He's so a shallow she, Hal. She's like, oh, he is a shallow Hal. Speaking of which, Jack Black almost casting the role. Yep, you're kidding me. I was joking. <laughs> Are you not joking right now? There was a uh, at one point the movie was being penned as a comedy by uh, Robert Smigel. Okay, back in 2004. <laughs> okay, and it was going to star Jack Black. And I pity that movie. I would love to see that movie, but apparently there was so much fan backlash on the internet that they scrapped the whole idea. My favorite part of the whole thing I read about this movie was. Smigel stated that after Jack Black's Green Lantern knocked the Earth off its axis, he realized he can only fix it by reversing time, just like Superman. <laughs> so he conjures a Superman with his Green Lantern ring and says, you do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I would have loved that movie, I think. Wow. I got to be careful what I joke about. Yeah. Because now my dreams are shattered. It hurts. I know. You had to say Jack Black. I can't believe that came up organically. Strange, right? So Hal's going to drop Carol back off in the office after she's all upset with him. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to fly away. And it turns out she's like, there's someone watching I, him. I feel bad for you. Yeah. She's yeah. not having it. Very human moment. Very human. Almost makes her a strong female character. We're getting there. Almost. It almost does. Not quite. We'll talk about it. We will. Watching them apparently from a distance is Hector in his car. He's his a creep. Green Lantern flies over. He's a bit creepy. He's got his big head now. He's got a big head. And he's just kind of. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Just watching. Yep. And he sees the Green Lantern fly away. Amanda Waller goes to collect him, yep. tell him something, but and he sees her memories. Yeah, because she because puts, she touches uh, him. Yeah, she touches him. She sees it all. And it's then a uh, they rough they, childhood. they showed that, but then he immediately said right afterwards, "Oh, physical contact means I can see your memories." Yeah, because we're just dumb moviegoers, and that needed to be hand fed to us. Yeah, I didn't like that. Show don't tell. I agree, but it makes me think: Was he saying it to show off to her? About the powers, because he likes to show off his power. He is a show off. Because it's he finally has the power and even says He's later on, stuff. like, yeah. I finally understand, like, what it feels like to have the power. So I don't know. I didn't take it so much as being spoon fed what oh. was happening here. I took it as, like, I feel like he wants everyone to know how powerful he is and how he's discovering his powers. Maybe. It was just a really cheesy line Again, read. maybe. It's a stretch. It's a really cheesy line read, so I just assumed that, agree. It was, that it was just... Hey, let's tell the audience what's happening here in case they don't understand why all these images are just flashed on the screen. Yeah. At the government lab, Hector's going to find out that there were traces of a second alien life form inside the first alien. Right. And that's what Hector was exposed to. And his dad is like, but we're going to make you better. Yep. But he's like, I feel great. Yeah. So they trank I've him. I've never felt better. They trank him. So they trank him. As you do. As you do. How's ring starts glowing because of danger. 
He answers the call. Hector's lying there all strapped in because he's waking up out of the trank and his daddy's there. Yep. He wake up to a Tim Robbins. And the dad touches him, so he naturally reads his mind. He's a shitty kid. We all know. Whatever. Right. Amanda Waller says that they got to keep him under because yeah. he's way too We're powerful. Keep him sedated. So the doctor's about to put the, the syringe into him to keep him under. He's, he's all gonna, telekinetic. Yeah, and he, he makes that needle go into the doctor's head. Yeah, he does. Oh, boy. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, that was... Oh. And then he... Bit of a jump, wasn't it? <laughs> he quickly yeah. uh, jumps up on the table that he was just shackled to. Yep. And he's a standing up boy. He's definitely an upright boy now. And he starts throwing Amanda Waller up up into the, into the glass. The glass. She the, hits her head there. in the glass. That yeah. looks not great. painful. Yeah, it starts throwing stuff all over the room. Yep. I really like how after he jumps up and he's standing, all he says is, run. Run. Yeah. It, it was almost a liar a line, cool, but done well. It was done really, really well. Yeah. I really like Peter Sarsgaard in this movie. Yeah. He locks his dad up on the table. He taser, he tasers some taser guys. The taser guys try to taser him, and he stops those and tasers stops and tasers them right them back. Right back. He's he's rubber and they're glue. Yep. And then a Green Lantern. And then show yeah, we got a Green Lantern. It's fine. About time. After all this happens, about time a hero happens. But I'm happy. Yeah. Like bad things happen. It's not just like right. a hero right. shows up. And then finally, Waller falls. She was up there for a while. Yeah. Green Lantern's gonna construct like a water to like, catch yeah, her. Green nice water pool. Yeah. Catch her. She just kind of splashes into that so she doesn't die. But I don't think we ever see her again after this. So maybe she does. <laughs> Hector throws the glass from the window at Hal. Yeah, and he's going to just flame it up he's with a, he conjures a flamethrower and he, makes I that like work. that the green energy flamethrower still uses regular fire. fire. That was nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's Something. accurate or not. I, I don't know no how, idea. I don't know how the world works. I don't, I don't understand. It was very cool. Will energy. I liked it. What I don't like is how Hector telekinesis his father into whatever room he threw Dr. Waller at. A, yeah. And he turns these torch arms in it and he literally cremates his father yep he kills his dad holy hell that was dark that is yep that's as dark as it gets i think i think so in this movie at least that was in most movies i was not ready for that torching your father is probably as dark as you can get i'd I'd call it pretty high up on the list yeah patricide yeah what can you do hal is hurt Hector's hurt. They're both like laying next to each other. Hector hurt. walks up to him and he falls over right next to him. So they're going to be all hurt together. Yeah, but he also wants to touch him. He touches him. Because he wants his memories. He doesn't just want his memories, I don't think. He wants a little bit of that Hal, I think. Well, he doesn't know it's Hal until he gets the memories. That's true. Yeah. That's when he goes in deeper because he wants to see he wants to see those Carol memories too. That's when he finds out Hal's not doing well either. No. He's striking out with Carol. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I guess we're not that different after all. It's interesting. He wanted to like cuck them from the car earlier. Now he wants to like cuck the brain. It's uh it's a weird dude. He is an <laughs> interesting fella. Green Lantern's gonna decide to push his ring into Hector's head. Yeah. If you will. I guess he, he sees, sees parallax. parallax. That's kind of interesting cool. way to make that connection. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a way. Yeah. It worked well enough, I would say. Effective enough. What's not effective is after he pulls the ring out, Hector goes flying across the room. He pulls a Shawshank on the ground of like on his knees, like looking up like, ah, and then he's just gone. And then he's just gone. We just cut to to Hal's apartment. He he was there. Hal is away. Look back. No more Hector. Nothing. He's a, he vanished. Yeah. In the apartment, Tom and Carol are there. I like how he has like a small council. It's nice. They're basically like, you got to do something about this. Yeah, and he says he doesn't want to. He knows he can't win. And Carol like kind of calls him out again. Like, you're always walking away. Right. Carol's like, why was the ring wrong? Tell me why it was wrong. Because I'm scared. 
Which was interesting. He said the only part of the job title is you need to be fearless. Right. You need to be fearless. You need to be fearless. And that didn't sink in with her for some reason. Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid. Then she's like, oh, oh. fear. Oh. She's like, that's, that's on me, guys. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, let me change my pitch story then. <laughs> Do you think your dad was always fearless? It's not about the fear. It's about overcoming the fear. How would she know about her the dad being fearless? She was like six also or whatever it was. I don't know. All maybe right. maybe her dad told her about I don't know. I, got, I don't know. I got nothing. Let's go to Oa. Let's let's go to Oa. A yellow ring has been forged. Yeah, and Sinestro's ready to start using it. Yeah, he wants to master and then train the others. Yeah. I suppose in the way of fear. That's kind of a weird way to put it, but it is a way. It's what it yeah. is. He wants yeah. Green Lantern's gonna show up. Right. As you do when Sinestro's talking to all the guardians. He's just going to barge in. Mr. I quit is going to show up to the Guardians. Yeah. Or right to the top. And just go, at what cost? Because he's really the only one. I mean, Sinestro's seen what Parallax can do, but he hasn't seen the full. Hal knew Hector as a kid, presumably. Yes. And has seen the turn that this fear of Parallax has put into him and changed him into. Yes. So he already knows that this isn't going to go well for Sinestro. No. So he's going to try to talk them into... They need to save his world. Save my world. Yeah. Before you go trying to use this yellow ring, just give me a shot. Yep. And they're like, we got to worry about everybody, not just one world. So sorry, but we're out. And he's like, all right, well, then just let me try before you guys use this fear and destroy the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. There's a line in here that I absolutely love where Hal says, there's a saying on Earth, we say we're only human. Right. And I, I don't know why, but it felt so good to hear that. Well, you know why? It's because that comes from the comics. Good. Yeah. Well written then. Yeah, I, I think that entire speech he gives there is right pulled right from the comics. That's totally fair. Yeah. I do appreciate how Sinestro basically says, dude, you're fucked, but good luck. Yeah. And he says, you're scared, and I know you're scared because I'm scared. Yeah. And the, and you don't give in to fear, you fight fear. A little bit of a punk pup speech, isn't it? Yeah. He's getting the team riled up, but unfortunately, the, the team, team, the team, the team is just him. It's a fast-talking, quippy boy. So he's like, all right, well, then I'm, I'm going to go do this on my own. Well, you're going to die. Well, I'm going to try. And we see what he's up against because Parallax is coming to Earth. Parallax coming to Earth. At the Ferris Air Place. Yeah, their whatever aircraft it is. hangar of yep. some sort. We see Carol just floating. She's in floating. In the middle of the floor. She's got good, a needle. 20 feet up, and there's a needle. Against her neck. Right up against her neck. Not in. Not in. She's unconscious, I guess, at She's this time, too. spinning. Hector rolls out in his wheelchair because now he's He can't support his head weight anymore. Yeah, it's a big head. Got a big head. (laughs) And Green Lantern tries to reason with Hector. And he does so by pulling off the ring. Yeah, which is a good move, I think. I think so, too. Human. Very. After he pulls off the ring, he says, Hal, you've changed. How wonderful that all it took for you to grow up was the end of the world. That says something, too. It does say something. And what Hector says after that says even more. He says, if I can't be like you, then I'm going to make her like me. Then you won't want her. Steaks, man. Yeah. We're just throwing steaks. We have steaks. We never have steaks. At the umpteenth hour, we have steaks. These are pretty big steaks because we're seeing just how close oh, yeah. to a very bad situation Carol is. Yeah. Hal holds out the ring. He says, I would do anything for her. Yeah. And, and I'll give it to you. If Hector's you let her down, like, I'll give it to you. Hector's in love with her, but he's never as good as Hal, is how he feels. And Hal's like, why not? Why can't you be? Take the ring. Deal. Take the ring. Give up Carol. Or let her choose, is what he says. Let her choose. Very important. It's a good guy. Yeah. Underneath all of his assholeness, he's actually a good not guy. not a lot of assholeness in this movie. 
No. There really isn't. No. He's, I he's mean, a pretty good guy through and through in this movie. Yeah. Hector's going to telekinesis that ring over to him, and he puts it on. Yep. Instantly he, stands he up. He feels that power. Yeah, he fires a hole through the wall yeah. just with the ring, and he looks back at Hal, and he says, oh, I lied. And he fires a green energy ball at Hal, and Hal just stops it. Stops just short of hitting him. I lied too. You see, the way it works is you have to be chosen. And he fires that Sends thing that right back, back at him. And he go, Hector goes flying after it hits him. It's so good. And after that, Carol falls. Yep. And Hal runs. Hal runs over. And he 100 feet in no time at all. Catches her. Catches her. <laughs> Amazingly. Um, no needle, by the way. Needle. Right. That, the, you the should worry about the needle elsewhere. falling. You should worry about that needle falling. You should. It's got a pointy end. Yeah. And I don't know how the weight distribution works, but it's that's full, probably full. Yeah, full the, of the, the end that's going to land on you. Probably. You ever flip it? It's like a bottle flip. Right. You know where that liquid's going to be. It's going to... It's... Yeah. Ooh. You're going to get... Scary stuff. You're going to get got. But Parallax is here now. Yeah, Parallax is bursting is in through the whole... The windows and everything. It's like a, a black smoke... Smoke monster, yeah. Yeah, with tinges of yellow in it and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, Martin Campbell actually said that he was inspired by uh, images of 9-11 and how terrifying that was. That's why he... Oh, that makes sense ...went then. for this smoke monster. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, as fear. It's a scary image. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. So it, it works out really, really well. He gobbles up Hector. Yeah, he says Hector failed him. You failed me. So now He's gonna I'm going to yummy, yummy eat Hector. your fear. Yep. And now there's a Hector corpse with a green lantern ring on it. Yeah. So it's just out of reach. Yeah. So Hal is going to try to run after it. He tells Carol, stay here. She says, no problem. No problem. So <laughs> he runs out. And, she doesn't uh, stay there. No. As he reaches for the ring, he gets pulled up by Parallax. Parallax is getting to and him. Carol yeah. goes... Well, yeah, I got to do something. Do something. <laughs> so she runs into whatever room it is. She remotes into the whole system through a computer, and she ends up firing these missiles at Parallax from some planes that are in the hangar. From whichever, yeah. So Hal's going to get the ring. Hal's going to get the ring because she's going to throw it to him. But at the same time, where does Parallax go? He just leaves. Like, she missiles him, and then all of a sudden, he's all the way on the other side of the city. Yeah, he goes over to the other city, and that's the other Independence Day moment, where he kind of just fills in the sky above it. Yeah. As does that, the people are just standing outside the cars, just looking up at this giant monster and then they, the city. they start getting scared they start to get scared and, what and i wonder if that was you part get scared, of it you get yummy you get you get parallax you get zapped yeah. with, the, with the yellow yeah parallax starts flowing in from the sides like going through the buildings and it's yeah. a very very cool shot it's super cool and very ominous you see these people just they're vaporizing yeah it's he gets a lot of them too really good and man with each one he gets more powerful yeah he's got more fear yeah and how's gonna try to fight him yeah. As Green Lantern. Yeah. And you know what? Hal isn't very afraid of him anymore. Hal's not afraid at all. Well, he's afraid at first because Parallax, as he's holding up whatever was thrown at him, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was just him. It was just yeah. Parallax trying to kill him. And Hal makes like a shield and he's holding his hand up and Parallax says, I can feel you, your fear. I can feel it growing. And Hal starts reciting the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern Oath. And he's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You see the energy flowing through that suit more and, he, and more. He turns and he faces him as he says Green Lantern's light. Yep. And he, he just punches that shield up, and it envelops this smoke monster that is Parallax. And then uh, he's going to go through him? He's going to missile himself through Parallax and into space. Into space. And now we have a very brief space dogfight here Yeah, he's Parallax chasing him. He's leading Parallax away from Earth. Yes. Which is and eventually noble. he sees the, oh, what's that glowing, goes through it. That glowing ball in the sky? Oh, the sun! The sun. The thing that he was trained to go against. On Oa, the thing you can resist. Yeah. How about that? Kill a little, little gravity is a bitch. Favreauxism there. 
And so he realizes he's going to try to outsmart Parallax. Yeah. I and mean, he starts it, going it to works, the sun. It worked with those unbeatable drones. Yeah. He's going to fly towards the sun. He ends up constructing from his mind these two jets. Yeah. He's got two F-35s. Yeah. And he's going to launch right past. And these these jets are kind of pulling him away from the sun yeah. and holding him with like a harness and whatnot. And Parallax and is Parallax is shooting his yellow out, but it's not, it's not it making won't reach it, him. It won't reach him because of the sun power. I wasn't sure if it was the sun power, the gravity, or if it was just he was not afraid. the lack of fear. Yeah. So he I, couldn't penetrate. That's it. interesting. I took it as a sun power, but it definitely could be the lack of because fear. Because it just kept it kept coming just short of him. Yeah. And he kept getting closer because he wanted to punch him into the sun. Yeah. So he's gonna un like latch himself from these Jets that he made with his brain. Yeah, he's basically going to throw the big green punch. Sacrificing himself. Big green punch. Knocks Parallax into the sun. Parallax lights on fire. Yeah. That's the end of Parallax. That's how he wants to defeat him. Yeah. I mean, how many of these universes have, I mean, how many of these galaxies have suns? All All, all of them. All? Is that what I think you're looking for? Yeah. He could have He outsmarted him. Yeah, he outsmarted him. A human. Yeah, and then naturally, since he's all tired from his big green punch, he starts falling on the sun. But then you see he's got these three tethers come out. And it turns out he's got buddies. It's, it's Sinestro, it's Tomari, and it's Kilowog. Yeah. So his buddies. And butts, they're there. They save him because there's four four lantern yeah. folk in this whole movie. Back on Oa, he's going to get honored. Yeah. Sinestro's a fan now. He says, You're impatient, Hal Jordan. You're rash, volatile, opinionated. It seems Abin Sir found another just like himself. I loved it. High praise. Big time. Yeah. But I loved it that he, he oh, made a great. believer out of him. Yeah. And Sinestro was very against him. Oh, yeah. He he did not like him at all. No. The lanterns are going to do that thing where they put their hands in the air and they make yep. the green with the rings and whatever it is. It's a big old beam of green light. Yeah. Back at the Ferris Air Place, whatever it is. Carol's dresses are getting tighter and tighter. I'm convinced of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's becoming less and less of a strong female character. She starts off amazing. And as the movie goes, yeah, and I she becomes more of a prize for Hal. I don't think she does. I think she does. Okay. To be continued in the super stuff. Right. I'm sure that's where this that is going to happen. Makes sense. I do appreciate how Hal is finally going to kiss Carol. And she says, can you take off that mask? And he takes it off. She goes, that's really cool. Yeah. Just fangirling for a hot second. They kiss. Yeah, yada. She says, what happens now? He says, I'm going to go look for trouble. Yeah. So I'm going to go patrol sector 2814. And uh, I guess you just wait here. More or less. <laughs> more. More what he says. Since, since you're a prop. And not a character anymore. Yeah, she definitely gets uh, knocked down <laughs> a little bit, doesn't she? Then, of course, we get our, our voiceover at the end from whoever this is. Right. I think it's Tomari. I think it is, too, but I, think. I can't be sure. He, who really He knows? says, of all the lanterns who have ever worn the ring, there was one light that shined brightest. At first, his humanity was thought to be a weakness, but then it proved to be his, his greatest, greatest strength. strength. Fiend. I don't hate the closing VO. I don't either, because it sets up a lot. It's a It's a good message. And that's Green Lantern. And that's Green Lantern. Or is it? Is it? There's a mid-credits scene. I didn't see it. What is it? Oh! I didn't see it. Story time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's very, 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 very short. Okay. I imagine he pops his head out and he's wearing a Ferris Bueller robe. And he starts... Go ahead. Save that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, we're on Oa. And there's a green orb that's circling and rotating and spinning. And it cracks open and there's a yellow ring inside. And Sinestro is going to take that yellow ring. He's going to put it on. Bum, bum, bum. And his suit is going to turn, turn from green to yellow, yellow. And his eyes turn yellow. And he has a very evil look on his face. And that's that. I would love to see Mark Strong as evil Sinestro. 
Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Mark Strong was phenomenal in this movie. He really, really is. He might be big, the big best fan. actor of this movie. Not hard. No? Even though I don't think Ryan Reynolds is doing a bad no, job. No, I don't think... The, this movie gets so much flack. Oh, yeah. And most of it's deserved. I think this movie had the potential to be such a better movie. It what had are your a, thoughts on this movie? Where do you stand with this movie? I usually ask you right away. Where, what do you think? It's not great. Okay. But I don't hate it. Okay. I don't I don't think it deserves as much the flack it gets, but it definitely could have been a better movie, even with the pieces that already exist. I Fair. think it's just a product of some some decisions that maybe didn't go the way they should have. That works. What did you think of this movie? You're gonna hate me? Our listeners are gonna hate me? Fuck it. I like this movie quite a bit. I really, really do. I was very much in it. I'm surprised. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty good. Frankly, green with envy. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's pretty good. I when I saw the 26%, I was shocked. To tell you the truth, that is that's way lower that's than it should be. I think that's people just diving on the bandwagon. Absolutely, the that's like that's that's people treating this movie like it's Nickelback. That's an insult to this movie. I, Even no, because you know what? I don't think Nickelback <laughs> deserves all the hate they get either. But that's a different. They Different sell. discussion. They sell a lot. Yeah. I want to go on record and say, I think this is a good movie. A good movie? Yeah. I really do. And I don't know if the extended cut has something to do with it. The extended I think it cut might. It must. still has a lot of holes to it. Oh, but yeah. But they're less. The Hector thing obviously comes back into it eventually. And right. I, I didn't realize like the kid from the beginning was Hector. Because it, it's not explained. It's right. Dr. Hammond. Right. Whatever. I think the Hal and Carol thing is important. I think that they kind of shoehorned in a little bit, but whatever. It's to advance the story in a short amount of time. So, you know, yeah, they have a history. They know each other. They yeah. grew up together, sort of. I think the reason why people are against this movie is because I'm going to go to, it's a Slash Film article that actually only came out in December of last year, where Scott Beggs makes the argument about if Green Lantern was made either five years too early or five years too late. Right. And I don't think that's a bad argument to make. I completely agree. Where and I've read this same article. Yeah, where it sat is like the suit was just so different from everything we were seeing so far. Yeah. And that really turned people off. Yeah. But now you see so many of these now that it's the norm. Right. But it's also better done now. Correct. But I think that the biggest argument that I saw that was that was interesting is I don't want to make the, the go here yet, but I think we're going to have a discussion really soon about something. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think was the one that really pushed, like, okay, we can leave this we can leave world Earth and, and make will, it work yeah. as long as we put some sort of style to it, some sort of flair to it. I think O is pretty cool. Oh, I it think is the production cool. design of this is pretty good. Yeah. The whole movie in general. I think the story has its plot holes. What doesn't? We know that. Yeah. Hal Jordan himself, he's an okay character. He's a likable really character. Not bad. He's a likable character for sure. The villain is a threat. It is. The secondary villain of Hector Hammond is a threat. Yeah, there's stakes. He makes stakes and he makes them personal to the villain. He doesn't make them I stakes want a personal to personal stake. Yeah, of course. No, I just want stake. Yeah. But he doesn't make <laughs> them I mean the threat is to Hal himself. It's not so much to the greater world out there, even right. though it could be. It could be. It could be. But we all know he's a, he's He's Parallax's an agent puppet. of Parallax. Exactly. Right. We see Hal learning these powers, and his powers are very cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know too much about Green Lantern, the comic itself, but he's a very cool character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Green Lantern's awesome. And it's 
amazing to me that he hasn't been rebooted yet. And the stuff that you see when he's being Green Lantern in this movie is awesome. It's very cool to watch. Yeah. It makes me think, where's the bad part of this movie? Where's the part that really brings you out of the movie to make you think it's a bad movie? If you could pick out one spot in particular to say, like, this is a bad movie. I guess there's no particular part. Like, there's no scene that says, oh, fuck this movie. There's a lot more good than there is bad in this movie. Yeah. And I think people are fucking nuts if they think that this is a 26% movie. Here's one thing I will say. Yeah. It doesn't look like a $200 million movie. It does not look like a $200 million movie. A lot of these sets are small. You don't have a lot going on. The CGI in, is the CGI not good. Is mediocre at best. They added $9 million late in the budget just for, or $90 million just for additional CGI before release. I was saying $9 million is not going to get you much. No. So $90 million makes more sense. And it's still... Yeah, it's still not where it needs to be. No. For this vision. But Ryan Reynolds has been on record saying that they didn't even have a script until halfway through shooting. Yeah, which is a pretty big problem. That's a huge <laughs> problem. Ryan Reynolds is also on record saying that he is so disappointed in this movie. He's Him also, and Martin Campbell did not get along. He's also said that he's never actually seen the final cut. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. That makes me not like Deadpool more, is that he's willing to rip on a movie that he did without actually... Seeing it. Well, he see, he said he saw like a, a rough. Yeah, it's a rough though. Final, it's missing you know, but stuff. It's missing a course. lot. That's not fair. Probably not. That's childish. I don't care for that. Hmm. I don't care for that at all. But I also think that the reason why this gets looked at as a bad movie is because it gets looked at as a DC movie. I feel like this movie right here is the fulcrum. It gets, well, it gets looked at as a DC movie, but at a time when Batman was crushing it. This is before at the time Man you, of Steel. Yeah, at the time you have in 2005 Constantine, Batman Begins, V for Vendetta. Mm -hmm. 2006 you get Superman Returns, not great. Right. 2008 is The Dark Knight. Obviously, that is a peak that may never get reached again. Sure. We don't know. Right. That's, I mean, that is way the hell up there, big time. 2009 you get Watchmen. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, it's coming. <laughs> But in 2010, you get Jonah Hex. 2011, you get Green Lantern. In 2012, you get The Dark Knight Rises. Jonah Hex did not do well. Not at all. Green Lantern did not do well. I feel like this movie is the fulcrum, and I feel like the reason why I'm saying that is because it falls in the weird spot of Marvel and DC, is it doesn't go fully the direction you expect a DC movie to go, Yep. but it starts tilting the direction that a Marvel movie would go. That's true. And my question to you is, what's the difference between a Marvel and a DC movie? Or even Marvel and DC characters as a whole. It's usually the tone, the sense of humor, the colors are even part of it. Okay. You get more vibrant colors with a Marvel movie than you will a DC movie, generally. Although the more recent ones have been kind of going there, the DC movies with Shazam and Aquaman. and say just the tone in general, where you, you can't... I mean, that's why this one stands out. Yeah. His tone here is relatively bright, despite... Yeah. Having the Oa scenes are very dark. We get that. But a lot of it is, I mean, you get daylight. That's the yeah. kind of a weird thing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's something that you haven't really seen a lot of since Spider-Man. Yeah. One article that I found on freeaddon.com asked the question, what's the difference between Marvel and DC? And one was idealistic versus realistic. Okay. Where you have your Marvel heroes, like... Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Hulk, these are all normal people who got exposed or given extraordinary things to right. make them who they are. Right. Thor's an exception. That's true. 
When you look at DC characters, the main roster of them, you get Superman. He's an alien. Yep. You get the Flash. He kind of falls into a Marvel area, doesn't he? Yeah. You get Wonder Woman. She's a goddess. You get Aquaman. He naturally has the power of the ocean. Right. But turns out to be King of Atlantis in the long run. But you also have Green Lantern, who is just a guy. Right. Who gets thrown. power. It falls into a Marvel area if you go off of these. And I'm sure there's a million other examples of crisscrossing, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Look at main roster of the ones people are very familiar with and the people they go to. I feel like this is a weird spot. And that's why it sat so uncomfortable with a lot of people is because what was it? People can't look at things as just a superhero movie most of the time. A lot of people look at it as Marvel or DC. And that's half the problem. I feel like that's the reason why a lot of DC movies get shit on. Well, it's not even just Marvel or DC. I think this came out at a time when superhero movies were starting to do other things than just be a superhero movie. Yeah. I actually have um, an article from Forbes by Scott Mendelson. He said, part of the reason Green Lantern was so reviled by film critics was that it was indeed only a superhero movie and one where the superhero stuff is the movie's weakest link. Folks not inclined to enjoy the tropes or the property had little else to chew on. It wasn't a Cold War spy thriller like X-Men First Class, a Shakespearean fish-out-of-water story like Thor, or a World War II drama like Captain America First Avenger. The movie looks spectacular and works as a character-centric commentary on fear versus courage. All of the performances are varying degrees of fine, but it has little to offer for those outside of the Saw Batman Forever at Midnight crowd. So how would you translate that? Basically, you had to break that all down. Basically, it's saying that Green Lantern is a movie that's that's focused on the super stuff, but not telling a bigger story. And if you're not already a, a Green Lantern fan or a DC fanboy, that you're not going to get a lot of it, and it's going to be lost on you. I can almost, no, nah, I can mostly agree with that. I do feel like there's a lot of exposition thrown about in this movie. There's that, a ton of it. That, yeah, I mean, it's necessary for us not being fans of it, right? And I feel like it got the point across pretty well. It did. Pretty well. I mean, what's there to say when it comes to the lore of it? You kind of, they got it, uh, like, yeah, what, they got out what they needed to for the sake of this movie. Right. Obviously not going to dive deeper down the well just to see what else you can get and to throw in all out there. Right. You don't need it. Right. But what more could this movie have done? This movie already does a lot. Yeah. This is a busy movie. Yeah. There's a lot of parallel storylines, but it, it relies most heavily on a character that rejects his calling until very late in the film yeah it's kind of like an extended hero's journey isn't it yeah where it takes him a while to come around when he comes around he goes fully in he oh yeah dives he, head first once he's in he's in yeah which is what you want from a superhero it's good whenever they do that <laughs> i'm just gonna dabble in super stuff well he was afraid it's completely human emotion of course i'd it's... argue that this this makes a lot more sense why he wasn't being super than Iron Man 2, why Tony Stark wasn't being super. Yeah, Tony Stark was dying, but he was doing this. He was not being super for his own self-preservation. Right. Which is cowardly. It's irresponsible, especially when you're, I mean, when you're Tony. boasting about being <laughs> like you privatizing world peace. Right. Green Lantern, not a bad movie by any means. I would say it's a pretty good movie. Send your hate to my way if you want. I would love to hear it. But I would also love to hear it. Yeah. In fact, I read all the emails. Send the hate. <laughs> I want to read them to Dave. Green Lantern's a good movie. Do without what you will. Some people who thought differently are. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Travers from Rolling Stone said, Green Lantern is a new primer on how not to make a comic book movie unless you want to screw shit up. Flat FX, smirky acting, 
clunky writing, and clueless direction. WTF? Wow. Harsh? It is, but it's- But- That's silly. I wrote that like a, a teenage girl would. That's fair. I don't like that. I mean, I don't think that makes it wrong. No, it doesn't. But still. <laughs> David Edelstein from New York Magazine said, apart from having no particular reason to exist on screen, especially at these prices, it's not half bad. So he's more just upset that the theater was expensive yeah. <laughs> more than anything. This is a guy who who's yep. like, yeah, the, I saw the movie. Tickets were expensive, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review. Richard Roper from richardroper.com. Yeah. He's an ambiguously heroic hero. Okay. Ambiguously heroic. Fine. That's an apt description. Yeah. Todd McCarthy from The Hollywood Reporter said, serves up all the requisite elements with enough self-deprecating humor to suggest it doesn't take itself too seriously. I can see that. I kind of agree with that one. But I also think this movie takes itself very seriously. At points. Completely agree. The seriousness of the movie and Ryan Reynolds' acting are always at odds with each other. Yes. Which is why he needs something like Deadpool in order to make it work. Oh, absolutely. The Chicago Sun-Times says Green Lantern does not intend to be plausible. It intends to be a sound and light show, assaulting the audience with sensational special effects. If that's what you want, then that's what you get. Hmm. Chicago Sun-Times. You know who that fella is? That's our good friend Roger. Roger! What do you think Roger gave this movie? Oh, two stars? Two and a half. Hey. He kind of liked it. I guess he did. Green Lantern presents yet another case of a human being given the responsibility of leading the battle of good versus evil, or in this case, will versus fear. We learn that an ancient race of aliens has divided the universe into segments to enforce peace, but is being resisted by an alien named Parallax, who went off on his own, committed the sin of pride, and became a prince of darkness. If he reminds you of Satan, that can't be helped. Every super requires a malevolent egomaniac to battle. Hmm. I found an interesting bit. That um, I don't know who it's attributed to. I found it in the in the depths of the internet, but it's a scary place. It's a it's an explanation of. Well, I'll just get into it. One thing I feel needs mentioning: this is not Martin Campbell's cut of the film, but the studios. I live in New Orleans, where it was shot. I read the shooting script, all of which was painstakingly filmed with intense research, and all of that was left on the cutting room floor. A sort of combination of what happened to Daredevil and Watchmen respectively character development, sacrifice for CG, and scenes made irrelevant by removing their setup. The movie in the theater starts with an explanation of mythos that is made redundant by a more natural scripted questions from Hal when he gets the ring. Ten minutes of childhood Hal, Carol, and Hector that sets up Hal's first ring construct is reduced to an awkwardly placed flashback in the middle of another scene. The training with the ring is almost completely excised, except for one minor scene. Most appallingly, the ending completely deletes the fact that Kilowog, Sinestro, and Toma Ray arrive at the very end to help Hal defeat Parallax. Not to mention Parallax was supposed to be a third act reveal after we spend the film worried about Hammond going evil, not the main villain for the entire film. Oh, that would have been a nice little twist. I sincerely hope we get a director's cut or at least all the deleted scenes on the video release. I don't think Martin Campbell gives a damn in order to put a director's cut together. No. I no. really don't. The extended cut might have covered some of that, but you're not going to see. No, the extended cut, I mean, it's still, it only added a couple short right. scenes. I think it, it wasn't it it was added, extended. It was longer. That was it. Yeah. It added part of that Carol, Hal, and Hector it, as kids. It, I don't know if it was, was all it. of it. Uh, I mean, there wasn't much yeah. to start. Yeah. But I, that would be a nice thing to have the parallax reveal at the end of the movie. Yeah, I agree. And it would make it more, way more ominous. Oh, much when you realize that the guy you've been trying to fight for. The whole second act is just a pawn. He's yeah. not the greater power. Yeah. 
Oh, that'd be neat. But like you said earlier, we're never gonna we're never gonna see a Martin Campbell. He doesn't care enough. I don't think, especially because of how he was treated throughout this process. You mentioned yeah. earlier that Ryan Reynolds and Martin Campbell did not see eye to eye no, on this. They did not. Mostly because Martin Campbell, he wanted Bradley Cooper. He his, was very vocal about his it, list started <laughs> and ended at Bradley yeah. Cooper. But the studio went behind his back, hired Ryan Reynolds, and for the entire series, the entire shooting of this movie, they were at odds with each other. What are you going to do? To a, to the point where Ryan Reynolds said he hopes the movie doesn't do well because he doesn't want to go back and do a sequel. Even though you got to figure Ryan Reynolds got the pull to get a different director thrown on that thing. Probably. If it had done well, probably. Childish again. That is I'm child- really not yeah, liking Ryan childish. Reynolds right now. And I, don't, I, I don't feel good about saying that because I like him today. Right. But I, I don't know. But that then, just feels weird that he's bashing a movie that he hasn't truly seen. Yeah. And then he's saying he hopes doesn't do well because he doesn't want to do a sequel, even though he has the power to change the director most yeah. likely because yeah. he's the guy. He's the guy, the studio guy there. Yeah. Well, he just had such an unpleasant experience. He dreaded doing it again. Well, he also took the job because he wanted to get Deadpool and they were dragging their feet he on that. Actually, so he said he'll do this instead. He actually said that, I mean, if he had to retrace his steps, he'd probably do the same thing over again. Okay. He said, he. I mean, it was a huge opportunity for him. Yeah. But he was basically unhirable after the movie came out. Well, it was an opportunity he didn't take seriously despite him recognizing it was a huge opportunity. Even though I don't think he's bad in this movie. I don't know that he didn't take it seriously. You're saying you hope you don't. It doesn't do well. I mean, he looks like. He's I mean, that was it. that was after the fact yeah. that he oh. said that. I mean, who knows? How that's probably him diving on the bandwagon too. He's probably part of Could the twenty-six. Per- I mean, no, that's the, probably a huge reason why he rips really. on in Deadpool. Yeah, it's because oh, it's it's popular. It's popular it's to hate on this to movie. It's a Nickelback joke. Yeah, yeah. Except he's in on it, so he he's makes very him, in on it. It makes, it makes him, him even funnier. cooler because he's in on the joke. He's like, yeah, guys, I made that terrible movie, right? Ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh. Am I starting to dislike Ryan Reynolds? I don't want to. I don't, I don't want know, to. Hey, I like him. Just pulling that thread on your sweater right now. Other than Bradley Cooper, Hal Jordan was almost played by Chris Pine. No. Sam Worthington. Maybe. Jared Leto. No. Justin Timberlake. No. Or John Hamm. What? No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like yeah. the other. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tarantino and Zack Snyder were both also in... in uh, Big shocker for Zack Snyder. Right? Oh, Zack Snyder? Didn't that coming. DC movie? That's so weird. Zack Snyder did this. This is a two-hour-long movie. On the extended <laughs> cut of Zack Snyder, it's a five-hour-long movie. Sinestro, other actors attached. Hugo Weaving, Jackie Earl Haley, and Jeffrey Rush. I can buy all of them. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush did a, did a great job. Yeah, as Sinestro's a good role in this. Yeah. Just a yeah. Yeah, generally good role. Carol Ferris. Up for the role was uh, Eva Green, Carrie Russell, Diane Kruger, and uh, winner of Worst Actress Potty Award, Jennifer Gardner. I uh, I can't really see any of them in it. No. Me either. Doesn't work. Blake Lively did a good job. She did a good job. For what she had. She didn't have much, but she had enough. Yeah. It was a role that started off so strong and then throughout the movie cared less and less. I'll say it cared less and less. I don't think she- oh, I, I'm saying I cared less and less oh, about it. As I think the movie, the movie cared less and less about it. That's fair. Let's get into super stuff. Super stuff. We start out with setting. I'll give it a 0. 0.5. I think 0. 0.5 is, I think is Oa fine. Looks always great. Awesome, and then I have no idea and where then you are. You have are. no Coast idea. City, exactly. Whatever that is. Who knows? Style and tone. It depends which way you look at it. Because we've said a couple times here that this kind of was a game changer with the CGI suit. Yep. And that's the thing that also gets shit on. That's true. So do you look at it as. I mean, that's what it did or what it was at the time. I think that we and save that way for we, the impact of the genre category. That's fair. So if you go style and tone, I'll go 0. 0.5 again on this one 
The tone's a bit off. The tone is off, but the style Style's is there. there. The style is definitely, I agree. Hero. He spends a lot of this movie rejecting. Yeah. Ah, I would say like 0.25. Because when he's a hero, he's very heroic. That's true. He defeats Parallax he single-handedly. Yeah, yeah. Except for in the original cut. Except for in the original <laughs> cut. Well, he has friends. But. Yes. The movie as it is delivered. Yeah. He does it by himself. Villains. I think it's a one. I think it's a one. I They're both pretty one. great. I really like Hector Hammond. Yeah, we love villains. So Big fan. Females. I'm willing to go 0.5. And my argument is that this is, I mean, she was a CEO of whatever this is. Yeah. Which is important. Of, of the, the company with her name on it. She was yeah, a CEO. It's important. But she also gets in the cockpit. She says she's not afraid to get in that cockpit. That's you true. You have to differentiate the two. Hal pretty much says, like, what's with the skirt? Right, and yeah. And she he, even said, calls him out says, like, I'll get in that cockpit. I was just up there with you. Yeah, she says, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm done flying. And she's the one who kind of saved Hal at the end by shooting the missiles by not listening to Hal. That's true. That's true. It doesn't take away from the fact that... She's a prompt. Yeah. I'd go 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. And feel okay about and it. She's also the only woman in the entire movie. Well, Amanda Weller. Oh, Amanda Weller. She gets thrown. She gets thrown, thrown about, though. Story and motivation. Oh, boy. This one's loaded. The story's not bad. The motivation's not bad. But overall, I don't think it hits where it needs to to get a one. Yeah. I am willing to go 0. 0.5 again, I think, on this. I think that's, It's one of those like, yeah, you mostly fair. got it, but you definitely don't always yeah, have we're it. We're almost there. Yeah. yeah. Music? Zero. Zero. Didn't, didn't notice it, and then- I noticed it in one scene. Is the flying scene. Uh- I noticed it in two scenes. Okay. <laughs> and one of them, it was fine, and the other one, it was bad. Yeah. So that's a zero. That's a zero. Impact on the genre. It had a huge impact. Not a not exactly positive at no, first. No, but we've also said that we've but seen the way characters with motivations that aren't necessarily good motivations, right. but they're motivations nonetheless. Right. But, I mean, this movie did have a, a huge impact on the genre, and just that it, it made people wary about DC for a while. Yes. It also showed other movies... You can do a fully CGI suit. You can. It is possible. You can. And, and now yeah. Spider-Man, Iron Man, they're all doing full CGI suits. Oh, it's all. Suits. It's completely out there now. Yeah. So. I think it's a one for impact. I would say. As a, weird as it is. I do think that there is the negative because I think that they did it too soon. That's fair. And the execution of it because it was too yeah, soon wasn't the all there. Yeah. So I would probably say like 0. 0.75. I got to take something off. 0. 0.75. Parents. It's 0. 0.5. We got we got an we on-screen death. On-screen death. death. And you're fat, and you're you got it twice. I got it twice. The same on screen death two like, times. Yeah, I'm still gonna go point five. Yeah, there's a fair. living mom. Is she still alive? I'd imagine. I so. never even saw her. So she was in the birthday scene. I don't even know what she looks like. The family birthday scene. No. Yeah, she walked out briefly, and she looked all disheveled still, and then she went away. She, I don't think she had a word. Sincerely, don't think she had a line of dialogue. Huh. So point five. Either way, forgettable. She's living. One liners. It's got a few of them. There's a couple. It's got a few. It's a couple. Do you have any that you could pull out right away? I do. I'm not going to run around quoting this movie. I know that. I've seen you naked. That's a good line. You don't think I would recognize you because I can't see your cheekbones? It's a good line. Have you concluded admiring yourself? That's another good one. Gravity's a bitch. Okay. These are, they're fine. I used to sleep in, then I turned 11. That's a pretty good one, too. I'd probably actually use that one. I'd go 0.5. I don't, I mean... Maybe on their planet, responsibility just means asshole. Yeah. It's, again, these aren't things you're going to just like. To infinity yeah, and beyond. That's shared. By the power of grace, call. Shared as well. Yep. Like, are we saying, <laughs> are we saying point 0.5? I think it's a fair spot. They're fine. They're, the one-liners here 
they're they're good when they come up. They're somewhat forgettable, but we gave right. this movie a lot of point fives. Well, yeah. We also gave this movie there's a zero in there. One zero. Yeah. One one. A point two five and a point seven five. That equals a one. What do we got? I'm terrified right now. What did we do wrong? It's a straight five. That's respectable. It, it hits right in the middle. That's completely respectable. That is that is exactly half of a perfect score. I feel strangely okay with that. I do too. And I, I don't know why I feel so okay with it. It's the exact same score that Batman Returns got. And no one in this movie had to say, now that's the pussy I'm looking for. <laughs> that's true. Nobody Nobody said that. Nope. It's also the exact same score as Iron Man, which I feel a little bit bad about. You should. But Iron Man should have done have a better score. Wow. Spot. That lands in a weird spot. That's a very okay. very weird spot. I'm curious to see how that's going to get received and I'm curious to see how that stands as it goes through cuz again, 5 is not a bad score. People are going to stop listening to us if we keep liking the bad People movies. People should have stopped listening to us after a long time ago. We dislike good movies, well, you do, and we <laughs> love bad movies. I respect movies. That's my problem. That is a problem. The thing is that like when you get like a 6.5 on our score, it's a that's, pretty good movie. That's actually yeah, that's not it's a, a pretty bad movie. Score. A perfect 10 is is it's, damn near impossible. Even a 9 is damn near impossible. Yeah, uh, the highest we've gotten is an 8.5. Yeah, and that was I mean, was by it, sheer force of will. Was it Spider-Man 2? I believe it was Batman. Oh, that well, Batman is a strange movie that we Spider-Man 2 got an 8 and a quarter. Oh, my bad. Weird. And Batman's a movie that we put pretty low on our personal list. Yeah. But it turns out that it has everything that it should have. It hit all of the I mean, except for strong females. It hit It did not have that. All of the yeah. all of the marks. Can you imagine if that had a strong female character? And a little bit of motivation. No one will catch that movie. Whew. What are we talking about next week? Next week we're gonna stay in the DC universe. Cool. We're gonna go back to Metropolis. Oh no. We're visiting <laughs> our boy in blue. The Big Blue Boy Scout's back. Superman 2. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I have the Donner cut. I haven't seen Superman 2 in probably 10 years. I really, really liked Superman 2. I've never seen it. I might hate it just to spite you. I'm pretty fired up about that movie. Cool. I really hope it holds up. (laughs) Should be fun. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cape Podcasters. And if you have any comments, questions, problems with the way Dave likes his movies, you can email those to capepodcasters at gmail.com. For a little ammunition, I'll say it again. Green Lantern's a good movie. Yeah. just You can actually make the subject line, Dave's wrong. And uh, I, might just, I might just read your email on air. Yeah, you might not be wrong about putting that either. Speaking of which, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sidekick Kevin. He was a little late getting his... his uh, potty and capy nominations to us but uh just wanted to say we received them and there was one in here that i did want to share with you dave want to do it right now let's do it right now spot. let's do it live the alan alda award for what i for, love alan alda for bullet wound that should have taken hours to die that was an instant kill or vice versa oh boy <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> how about you start that one off what the hell probably that uh on the beach in Wonder Woman, when she got shot in the stomach and she instantly died, that probably should have taken some time. I think so, too. Yeah, that's probably true. And that's like the only one I can really think of right now. There were probably some some Hulk injuries that should have been instant kills that weren't, or just bad bone breaks that ended up being instant kills. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, Wonder Woman, you also get- Very on the spot. You also get uh, 
the auntie, whoever she is, I can't remember her name, it doesn't matter. Antiope. Thank you. Antiope. How she takes the bullet also, and then she takes time to die. Right. And it looks like it's the same exact wound. So there you go. Wonder Woman, in general, gets the award? <laughs> Maybe. There's not a lot of gunplay. Because in Deadpool, a lot of gunplay. A lot. And, and a lot they're of, all kill shots. A lot of instant deaths, because yeah. the brain is... It, it should be in the skull, and it's, and it's all not. over whatever's behind it. And them, we can say that now. Part. Brains splattering fucking it's everywhere. everywhere. It's like stepping on grapes. It's crazy. Ah, It's fun to be able to describe that movie and use swears. Maybe we'll go back. We won't go back. Deadpool 2. Fair. We'll get there. Can we not do that, PJ? I think we should not do that. Let's do it NC-17. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we're going to give the award to Wonder Woman. Fine. That only seems right. Sure. That stood out too quickly. Okay. Yeah. So next week, we're doing Superman 2. We'll see you next week. Same pod time, same pod channel. Dave, that's Green Lantern. What do you think happens post-credits? What I think happens post-credits is, strangely, in 2011, me, you, and Dave Novak. Oh, wow. We go into an open field with baseball bats. Oh. And it's a lot like office space. And we throw down an old compact computer. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Dave Novak. And we just start bashing it as Ghetto Boys plays in the background. Just like an office space. I love it. Because UB2 has got... He's two for two in screwing us over. Yeah. Only a few weeks away from seeing what he does next. I'm terrified already. <laughs> Not going to sleep until then. Maybe we should take those baseball bats to Dave Novak. Hope his knees are strong. <laughs> what do you think happens? I think we get a scene where we have uh, we have Hal and Carol doing whatever they do. It, they could just be like sitting on a couch, watching TV. doesn't matter. Sure. Whatever they're doing does not matter because Hal Jordan a.k.a. Ryan Reynolds, is going to turn and look directly at the camera and say, just think, if Carol had been played by Jennifer Garner, me and Ben Affleck could be sister wives. 